0: Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to YouTube.com slash Ego Fitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Podding with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is goodnote.co, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock good note clothing as well as you should. And use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod.
1: Need an ice pack. Been going through growing pains. My demons they fight back, but I'm in the center ring. Roll with the punches and taking measures. Learning through love and my endeavors. Eating fast food, smoking pre rolls, dipping hay like a chicken tender. I ride with my highs but keep it low key. I'm keeping it low key. Ain't wasting no time on things that I don't need. I don't need. Daydreaming off no sleep. Can't hide with your soul sick. Life moves at a slow speed if you're listening closely. Been jumping through hoops, double dutch. Feeling broke, budget cuts. Can't get ahead when you catching up. Two shots of my seven up. All this work got me worked up. Sue and Ty got me dressing up. Can't follow steps when you stepping up. On my own terms, I'm growing up. They told
0: me that Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony. You can just go fantastico in some circles. Here with the kid i'm gonna say kid that if i didn't book him wouldn't have wrestled more than four times in the year 2022 the man that wrestled gunther aka walter on smackdown the man that everyone hates not chris rock but joe alonzo jr how are you doing joe
1: everyone loves chris rock Oh, the show! Yes, I'm doing great today. Oh my uh, you God! You also forgot that I wrestled Cyan in NWA. You also forgot that I wrestled Veer Mahan on main event. You also forgot the guy that wrestled Cody Rhodes. All that other stuff, but you know that one didn't happen because of you. Which one? Cody Rhodes.
0: That's that is very true. That one happened because of the amigo, the the, the, the Who's he that? who shall not be named, <laughs> the man that fell in love and forgot his friends, Ooh, Sir. Congratulations. Samuel Adams.
1: Congratulations on the... on the.
0: Okay, so... We can't edit anything out, so I have to be good. Yeah. Uh, number one, I'm going to tell you something. When you watch this, you see those giant peaks on the recording? Is that me screaming? That's you screaming, so don't... Yo! Fuck. Go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, we're here with episode four of Potting with Ego, and whether you know it or not, I have a plan, and the plan was to have a conversation with Frank... Have a conversation with um myself for the firing thing, and then have a conversation with you. And and the reason why I want to have a conversation with you is because we're gonna get kind of deep here in a second, but uh we're gonna kind of bring your career full full circle. So before we start with this, I met Joe Alonzo and and I don't really remember it fully the first time I met you. I remember so, the exact moment. So I want to, I want, I wanna hear about your recollection of meeting me and then we'll t- we'll go into the joel saga
1: how how blunt do you want me to be very blunt okay all right so this is gonna be the first time i admit this do you want me to say it oh please go ahead all right <laughs> i want to get punched in the face right <laughs> i can't <now. laughs> edit anything out so this is gonna be real bad so okay so the first time we met i was 16 years old for Pro Wrestling Blitz, it was Russell Fest. Okay. And Scarpone had all like the younglings, the 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 the, <laughs> the, the young boys, whatever, doing something, whether it's concessions, t shirts, whatever, setting sure. up ring. Uh mine was to do concessions with uh Tony's mom, Roseanne. Okay. And next to Roseanne was a girl who I thought was my age. And I was like, "Oh, like this girl." Oh God, do we have to edit this out? Already? I was like, "I was like, this girl's kind of hot. I'm gonna try to talk to her." And then that's my wife. <laughs> oh no! So I'm just like, oh, I thought she was like 16, you know? And then she's like, "Oh, my husband's wrestling, or my fiance's wrestling. I think it was at the time. Maybe you guys weren't married yet." Okay. And then she, I'm like, "Oh, who's your who's your husband?" And then she pointed at you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I was like, I, this guy looked familiar, and I thought you, at the time you looked like the Miz. I thought you looked very similar to the Miz. And I said something to you. I was like, hey, I like your belt. I said, can I, can I hold your belt? I've never held a, a champion. You're like, get the fuck away from me. I'm the champion. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and I was like, you. I was like, oh, well, you know, like I'm one of the the young wrestlers. Or like I'm a trainee or whatever. You're like, okay, well, don't be a fucking mark and ask me for the belt here. Like ask me for to see it in the back. You idiot. And then first time I ever spoke to you. What year was that? That was 2013.
0: Wow. So Joe met me when I was hating. Life. I was very much so hating. You still hate life. Not life, but I was hating professional wrestling. Was I wearing gear at this time?
1: You were wearing gear this day.
0: Okay. So I always put my career in a bunch of different eras, right? And so if you ever see any video of me wearing like basketball shorts or anything like that, then, then be worried. He broke about the table.
1: Them. He broke the table. Here's our basketball shorts.
0: Yeah. So you you got to really worry about me when it comes to uh, uh, what I'm wearing in the ring. If I start not wearing gear, then things are getting bad. So I met Joe at Pro Wrestling Blitz in Chicago, and I immediately hated him uh, because number one, I could tell that he was a suck up and a kiss ass. That is incorrect. Very much so. That is looking incorrect. for attention. Looking for approval. Nope. Uh, that was, I'm telling you my opinion and I was just like, man, get this kid away from me. Uh, I don't like it. He's Scarpone's son's friend that I knew Scarpone somehow was taking money from you to become a professional wrestler. I never gave him money. Never,
1: never. He, a lot of free labor, but i never gave Scarpone a dollar.
0: Well, then you were the ones that kind of did all that. So I met Joe and then something happened. I don't know what happened to where I, I started liking you. You stole my lightsaber. I didn't like you then. You, you think that's it? I stole Joe's lightsaber out of his car because he was getting on my nerves. And I think I legit was going to keep it.
1: Until I threatened to call the cops. Yeah. But that's not when I liked oh, like oh, you. Oh, oh, well, I'm a teacher. I, I can't have the cops called.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I wish I could edit this shit out. Uh, so I don't remember when I started to like you, but I think it was because he you actually took the wrestling business seriously which you don't take now but you actually took it seriously so I was like all right I think I'm gonna help you and then help Vinny and I sent you guys to Mexico yes that went the way it is we're not gonna get into that story and then we are where we are at now Mm -hmm. is that a fair assessment yes okay now I'm gonna fast forward a bunch okay and this is probably what the bulk of this is gonna be about is why does everyone hate you
1: Ooh. That's something everyone I'm, hates you. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I,
0: th- are you not, not okay? Self-aware? Not
1: not everyone hates me. Oh, I'm very aware that not everyone likes me. Sure. Um, and it's like, so this was uh, This is not just the wrestling business. This has been my whole life. Like my whole life, I've never been liked. I was okay. never the cool kid in school. Uh, you were. You said I was not. Oh, I was not okay, the cool okay. kid in school. It must be the eyebrows. That's that's what you and Brian Pillman always say. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bro, you have no top lip. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I think it was growing up. Oh, I'm not gonna get too personal, but like growing up, I was always picked on by the family. I was always hanging out with the older cousins. I was always getting shit talked, made fun of. Sure. So as I got older, um, like all the kids my age, I would talk shit. I wasn't the bully; I was actually bullied. But I think it was when I transferred in the eighth grade to a new school every kid fucking hated me and i did nothing did literally i was trying to be the nice kind of like
0: the independent wrestling business no 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 seriously everyone hates you no and no no did nothing
1: uh well the first thing that started this one girl liked me and like as a friend not like anything more than that sure. we started hanging out she had a boyfriend and her, her boyfriend was on the basketball team and then the whole basketball team hated me and they were the coolest kids in school they all picked on me they tried fighting me i fought one uh and then uh we won't talk about if I win or lost, um, then like, um, but me and the guy are good friends nowadays, but um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I was like, all right, every kid hates me, they don't even know me, so I'm just gonna be a fucking dick and never take shit, so it's like, it's not more so that I'm a dick to just anybody, it's like, if you say something that doesn't rub me the, like, right way, like, if I don't like what you said, I'm gonna react as far as like, oh, maybe you shouldn't hit that move, maybe fuck you, who the hell are you?
0: Okay, so now I don't want to go all over the place. I'm going to to keep this on track. Yes. I met Joe, hated Joe. Again, probably everyone hates Joe when they meet him. But now you love me. Oh, stop. So I saw something that not many kids that start out in professional wrestling have, and that's a drive to get better or a drive to want to learn or anything like that. And around this time that I started liking Joe – I wanted to quit. I want to quit wrestling every single day, but I wanted to quit, but I also wanted to give back, right? And I think that's why I do training at the Freelance Academy. That's why I give a lot of guys opportunities when I'm booking these shows. I want to give back so I have some sort of legacy other than just me being a dickhead in the Midwest or mean to people. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try something. This is all coming back to me. I'm going to help Scarpone's son, Vinny. I'm going to help Joe out and let's see if they could become something for me to have like a legacy, right? So I'm helping Joe, but then I start realizing what Joe just said is that he doesn't take direction and he doesn't take criticism well because it says, hey, don't do this move. Well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. So that's kind of where I was having a headache with uh, teaching you to do the right things, right? Because you said uh if no one rubs you the right way you're gonna tell them off aka i think you were in a locker room in minnesota or somewhere and someone moved your bag do you remember this story
1: they picked my bag up from the chair I, and then they they put it in the middle of the room and they sat in it and i went up and I, out to get changed and this guy's sitting in my chair already ready dressed yep. and i'm like yo did you move my bag there he's like yeah like i i needed to get changed i'm like okay well do you mind getting up so i can get changed now and he's like, "No, I'm sitting here now." And I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. don't touch my fucking bag, bro. Get did you the say fuck it up. just like that." Yeah, so okay, get okay. the fuck up. Like, I don't know. And he's he could beat the fuck out of me, probably. He was a huge guy, but I'm just like, you know, like, don't touch my fucking bag. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Give me my fucking like chair back. So and, uh, so I
0: get a text. He got up though. He did get up. He did but get up. I did get a text after this happened. You're not gonna like this because I always tell Joe like, "Hey, don't do this." And then he does this. Hey, Joe, act this way. He doesn't act that you gotta way. You got to tell me
1: the opposite of what you want me to do. I have, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> learned this.
0: So I get a text, you're not going to like this. I almost got a fight in the locker room. And he tells me the story. I'm like, bro, just move out of the way. The like, whole locker
1: room was on my side, though, by the way. Everyone
0: in the locker room hated this one individual. Yeah, but nobody's going to go on your side of publicly. Of so, course not. So I'm, I'm slowly finding out that people hate Joe because he doesn't follow the invisible rules of professional wrestling of like, if you're super, super new, shut your mouth and eat shit, right? And Joe comes from the hood of Orland Park. I'm not from Orland, you bitch. <laughs> I'm not from Orland Park. Don't you live in Orland Park? I Stop giving my address away. <laughs>
1: Don't you live in Joliet or Plainfield? Where are we right now? So
0: <laughs> so he comes from the hood of Orland Park, and he's like, I'm not going to eat shit, so I'm going to tell everyone to go fuck themselves. And, I'm from Bridgeport, just to put and, that out there. And everyone hates him for it, right? And, and I've noticed that a lot, that everyone just hated him, hated and hated him. And I'm like, man, you know, I was like, this is not going well for this kid. I don't think it's going to end well for this kid because <laughs> Chicago, and I and I said this in the You Got Fired Part 2 uh, podcast, which you could go back to the archives and watch now, that Chicago is super cliquish. Very. And it was like that when I first started. And it's still like that today. And everywhere's clickish, though. Not when I went to the East Coast. It wasn't, there. everyone was pretty much family out there. I lie, CCW. So I buried. Where's that place that you went to in Pittsburgh that I screwed over? Uh, IWC. IWC was very clickish. And I said that in the vlog, uh, the last pod. I mean, but anyway, that goes through. You stole her belt, man. I did not. Still a belt. I just won their belt and then never came back. Stole their belt. <laughs> another another podcast for another day. But Chicago is super cliquish with the wrestlers, with the promoters. Even back then, people are fighting over 20 miles of territory territory, quote unquote. And shout out Danny Daniels. Uh yeah. But uh nowadays the freelance students are even cliquish. The kids that go to CSW or Boz's school or, you know, whatever. They're all cliquish and they're all, a lot of people are petty and things like that. And I've noticed it. And I've never had a click. I'm your click. You're like, yeah, I guess. But it's like, I have, I like. You didn't have a click because everyone
1: kicked you out. No, I never had a click. I never tried being a part of a click. Okay.
0: I never did. Well, the point I'm trying to make is that I noticed it. And for a kid coming up nowadays, I think it's super tough. I think it's easy now. It's How easier so? now. How so?
1: Because now it's like there wasn't all these schools when I like that's when I started true. with Scarpon.
0: No, there was a lot of schools when I started.
1: When I started with Scarpon, there was nothing. There was no schools. Okay. There was Ali so school. Ali school was the only okay, but that was when I started. Okay, you had just Ali school. He was at Vanguard, mm-hmm. and I think that was it. I didn't know of any other school. Maybe Boz. Jimmy
0: Blaze had one, and Boz has always had one.
1: I didn't even know about. I didn't even know who they were at the time. I only okay. knew of Scarpone, and then he. The school kept falling through, so I went to go train with Ali. Yeah. But that was the only thing. Other than that, I didn't know where to go get trained, unless you were to like, you can join Obw School at the time I saw. Yeah. But I didn't know of anything, and so not like that. That time, I barely survived. Thankfully, you came into my life. Yeah. Um. But nowadays, you have Baza School. You have the freelance school. You have bryce teaching kids at galley you have you have there's all these things and they all like have their family at that school and all these students come up with each other to where me i had everyone that i started up but they quit like no one wrestles anymore that i started with
0: a lot of people quit uh what i mean by it's it's harder for you guys today is because not many people are looking out for each other this is true back then some of us looked out for each other like we mentioned scarpone which nobody on here knows um Scarpone wouldn't have had any bookings if I didn't get him bookings back then, right? And I wouldn't have got to Ring of Honor or IWA Mid-South if it wasn't for Mike Robles or Colt Cabana. Um, People helped each other out, and I don't see much of that unless you're in someone's, like, little clique. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, drive with me or stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't have got to CZW if DJ Hyde didn't um, ask me to go When he saw me at IW Mid-South, there was a lot of networking when I first started uh, going to Pondos at IW East Coast. And this person put their name out there for you. And then Carmine in Wisconsin. And then that led to all this stuff in Iowa, blah, 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 blah. That's people are. I don't want to say they're selfish. Selfish. I don't want to say they're selfish. That's not it. But a lot of people are looking out for themselves.
1: That's self. That's the definition of selfish.
0: Cool. So that's why I'm saying it's a lot harder. Because not many people have that brotherhood, not that many people are looking out for each other, blah, 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 blah. So, me helping you, that's what I kind of wanted to give back. And that's what I'm doing with all these other people. I just don't know if anyone's appreciating it (laughs) for the most part.
1: I will say this though people don't help, I think nowadays people don't help each other out if they're in the same, like, at the same level. They want to have. They want to see you do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. So it's like I will help out somebody who it's their first day training. It's you know like it's their first year in. Yeah. You help me out. I'm what 15 years younger than you. Yep. So So it's like, but I, like you're not gonna see me help somebody who's 25 years old. Still not. You're not gonna help anyone. No. Absolutely not. Well, why? Because
0: you're you're jaded and everyone hates you, so that's why. Okay. Okay. You know that's what? Why, I'm, it's the truth, though. But let's get me?
1: more on the on the hated thing, right? we, We're gonna go to it. Go ahead. Because the I think the whole hated like there's like you said you said the the invisible rules of wrestling to where shut yep. your mouth, don't talk back, whatever, whatever.
0: Some of those things do. You, a lot of people need to do that though. What? But, to, to follow those invisible rules?
1: Yeah. Like I like I like I still like okay. Like for one, this can be a whole different conversation but i don't want to get into this but like just the the traditional stuff like shaking everyone's hand whether you hate them or not like it's just a tradition go up to everyone shake their hand hello now we don't even do that anymore that
0: got canceled a couple years ago i saw a lot of people saying i'm not shaking no one's hand blah blah, blah, blah. people people hated on it and and it...
1: and it's it's who oh, i'm not even gonna go into the people those people that canceled the handshake thing yeah, yeah, yeah. they're everything that's wrong with the business and they shouldn't be in the business those people who are actually on tv somehow those people are the ones that cancel it. I don't care. You can edit it out, whatever. I can't edit anything but out. But it's it's if fine. If you're watching this
0: on YouTube, if I ever, upload, I mean, I you see my I, I would say your name if it wasn't for him. <laughs> Stop! Right shut but up!
1: I just I just hate that. Like oh, like we changed the business. Oh blah blah. blah. It's like, dude, it's traditional. You know what I mean? Sure. So okay. it's like some things like that,
0: but Well, I hate grabbing the middle rope. You hate the handshake. I got <laughs> I hate grabbing the middle rope. Yeah, they tried to Oh, to say that that's unsafe. Oh
1: well are that's stupid. Like it's it's just dumb. Uh and actually I was watching a video earlier today. I was yes. watching Old Wrestling today, believe it or not. Oh no. And they were grabbing the top rope with both hands. They grabbed they went over, they grabbed you it with the right of and then they grabbed under their armpit. That's terrible. That no, that was all the old guys were doing it
0: with two hands. Yes, so they would okay, put I hand like something. this, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. other
1: one under the armpit uh-huh. and go this way, sideways. But Both that was when sh- it was rope. Oh,
0: sideways, sideways. Yes, rope. I, I, that's how I broke in is learning sideways. So like so, I, I seen that one. I can't do it. It hurts my lats.
1: Well, y- you don't have no lats. Oh, God. <laughs> but we're off the rails. So, so as far as like the whole tradition, right? So it's like kind of like the whole shutting your mouth thing. If if someone says something to you, just be like, okay, yes, or whatever, whatever. But it's like, yeah. I was raised. To where if anyone is purposely being a dick to you, you stand up and like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, I don't care that you're 20 years in the business. You don't come up to me and steal my chicken sandwich or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Joe's, Joe's talking inside baseball. Uh, let, let's go back to the words, the way I was raised. Are you talking about raised wrestling or raised real life? Raised as a human being. Sure. So people that are not in the professional wrestling business don't understand this. They'll never get it. No. The Well, I'm going to explain it. There's... The way you were raised in real life mm-hmm. and then this stupid how you're supposed to be raised in wrestling. The
1: fact that you even call that stupid, you know it's stupid.
0: Well, yeah, some things. So <laughs> I it's in my brain. So like when I see hardcore Craig at the gym, at my gym, I still go up to him and shake his hand and kind of lower myself to him because he's been in the wrestling business more longer than I have, even though I'm more successful than him. I still find myself being mentally lower than him you know i like him great great guy but i mentally put myself underneath him because that's the way you're taught if someone i believe in that too yeah but sometimes people don't do it well I'm, i'm making a point so in real life if you're elon musk elon musk isn't gonna bow down to bill gates right? Mm-hmm. Even though Bill Gates became richer before him, mm-hmm. he's not going to bow down to him because, like, dude, I'm a billionaire. I am better than you now. That's real life. In wrestling life, you have to kind of bow down to the people that have been there before you, even though they might be not be as successful than you. So that's the point I'm making is wrestling in real life don't makes sense
1: but all that stuff i'm with you on sure so am i i, but I was not, explaining
0: it to the people that are not in professional wrestling so
1: it's like those rules i believe yeah, respect the generation before you respect your elders. even with like you look at like rap music you know what i mean like all these younger rappers coming up the like the face tats and like the SoundCloud rappers, they don't give a shit about like the OG rappers. They don't yeah. give a damn about them. But They're you just love like, those SoundCloud rappers. I do not like those SoundCloud
0: rappers. Six Night is a. He
1: was not a SoundCloud rapper.
0: How am I
1: getting into. Anyways, that. he was a YouTube rapper. Okay. Um, but like, no one respects the older generation. Okay. Um, even like today's wrestlers, they make fun of like. Oh, The Undertaker. Ooh. Undertaker's views, Kane's views, uh, Stone Cold, like anything from back in the day. They shit on it. They do. I, I respect the generation before me. But my... Get out of
0: here. You respect things to happen in 2005 and sooner. Your favorite belt? <laughs> it, we had this I it was not the
1: spinner belt. Don't say the spinner your belt. Your favorite
0: belt is, is the one Brock Lesnar's undisputed, undisputed title, which one. is ugly as hell. You hate the NWA World title. So get away from it. It looks
1: like, I don't hate it. I, you know what I mean? You know, it's nowhere in your top 20 it's and well i don't i can't even think more than 20 titles so (laughs) it is definitely in the top 20. but my thing is is i'm okay with the tradition of respecting the generation that came before you um but i don't i don't give a shit who you are at the end of the day you can be the most successful person in wrestling if you're purposely being disrespectful towards me sure i'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself and if even if i get my ass kicked like i'm down to fight over that, like this is I, true. But I, I, don't care who it is. I you know. could be a fucking legend, and
0: I, and, and 30 I think in. that's why people and, hate you.
1: And you've witnessed this firsthand.
0: Not you fighting, but girl. not
1: fighting. But like, I'm down to speak up for myself. Like, you're not going to yes. punk me. Yes. But it's just like I think you should. That as a man, you should do that.
0: So we built the foundations of this conversation. We understand where Joe came from. We understand he speaks up, and because he speaks up and he doesn't follow the invisible rules all the time, people hate him. This recording that we're doing, it's my plan to humanize you, number one, and number two, to give you a second chance. Because Joe, unlike myself, I lost everything because WWE fired me. Joe was on the path to be super successful, and you lost everything because you acted like an idiot. You act like a child. Are we going to get into that? We are going to get into this. And I want you to be real about it because let let me set this up. I, number one, don't sip into the microphone. (laughs) I, number one, uh, since I met Joe and I put him under my wing, noticed all these things about him, people hating him, him not following the rules, I have to tell him to do the right thing and he ignores it. I knew that he was going to screw up. And I kept telling you, once you lose it everything not lose your mind but once you lose everything I lost here, my mind we'll get into it once you lose everything then you're gonna realize what i've been telling you that you should follow you A- t- A-
1: there's one thing that you said to me in yep. the beginning of my career and i never got it and then i got it when i lost everything and you said yep. it's gonna take you to lose everything to finally understand yep. like you've never lost anything and i think like i think you still think that That wasn't the lesson yet, but to me it was. Maybe. Um, When I lost it, I understood. And I was like, fuck.
0: I didn't know who Robert Anthony was until I got to CZW and I got fired from WWE. You don't understand the wrestling business. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave this in. I'm not ending it out because we're going to talk about it. Until AEW took everything away from you. Right? And at that point, I feel that you... Not a hundred, my mind, you could, you could debate this 80%. You realized it, right? So let's have this talk. I got into AEW through John Moxley. It's on the pot. It's on the YouTube channel. Go back to figure it out. Uh, you could hear that story. Joe got in right after I did with his friendship with Sammy Guevara.
1: No, I got it before you. <clears throat> Yeah, because I was doing this like nope, I was because I
0: went there and you showed up to the Sears Center as Sammy Guevara's driver. You, you weren't even booked yet. You weren't you weren't booked. I was booked.
1: You never wrestled we wrestled. the Never same day. wrestled, but I was booked. I was okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. So, uh, Joe got into AEW through his friendship with Sammy Guevara, and from day one, Joe ran around AEW like he was running around the backstage of Berwyn. And and the
1: video of Brandy Rhodes.
0: Yes. And I remember telling Joe, I'm very upset that you have this as your first quote unquote extra experience experience because you don't you didn't get what I got. When I went as an extra for WWE, it took me from two thousand five to two thousand thirteen to have a match in an arena for WWE as an extra or to do anything, right? It took me all those years Joe within four months had a match on TV uh, on uh, in front of nobody that I that audience. Though, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So I was like, "You don't have the same experience. You're running around here shooting vlog bits. You're shooting bits with Brandy Rhodes. You're just running around taking pictures on the stage, do whatever you want." Mm. And I, I said, "This is going to end up bad for you."
1: I wasn't the one initiating
0: that though. No, because you were following your friend. Yeah. So give me your thought from. Okay, I'm booked and I'm going to AEW. What did you think of that time?
1: Um, I man, so like at the time when I built the friendship with Sammy, we had the mindset of like wrestling wasn't gonna be there forever. Did you meet at Warrior? We met at Warrior. I was Takashi Six Nine. Did you flip off the camera?
0: <laughs> I was leaving that as an Easter egg. <laughs> Ended it Go ahead.
1: Um I was like, Dan, you're getting wild. Uh we met at Warrior. Uh, I was Takashi 6ix9ine gimmick at the time. Yep. Sammy loved 6ix9ine. Yep. And he saw it, and he was like, holy shit. And he, like, did. He put the camera on my face. We became friends. Yes. And we had this very similar minds as the way we viewed wrestling. The way I didn't
0: like Sammy at that time, right? You did not like Sammy at that time. Or I just didn't care. You. I never said I hated him, right?
1: You, I, you just, like, he's just a kid. Like, okay, you, good. You Go didn't ahead. think anything <clears> of <throat> him. You didn't hate him. You don't think you ever hated him. No. Um. But. I just remember him as Joe's friend. Yes. We started building a relationship. We had this very same mind as to where, like, we're not going to do this shit past 30, 35. Then we, because he was building up YouTube, and we've talked about, like, shit with, like, the Paul brothers. We talked about Nelk boys, like, just starting YouTube and just going on to a completely different, like, a different world outside of wrestling, but wrestling would be the platform for it. Yep. And we're just kind of like, let's just see where this goes. There's more than just wrestling uh we viewed the same ways when it came to people getting smart with me because if you look at sammy's career like he had a lot of fuck-ups before he got to AEW. Yep, i got in a lot of trouble because of his mouth same shit we had the same he literally to this day tells me like it's scary how much we're similar sure and so when he got to AEW, he sammy helped me out a lot um doing a bunch of shit for the videos for the vlogs
0: got you booked in pakistan
1: he did get me booked in Pakistan, and he no showed it. Yeah, which is funny because I was supposed to wrestle him, and then I right. wrestled an untrained kid from Pakistan.
0: Keep going. Uh,
1: and so when we were at AEW, I was kind of like, I had the mindset like I, I didn't have a cocky mindset, like oh shit, I'm AEW, I'm Sam's friend, but I I was very comfortable because I remember you, like yes. you're way too comfortable. I remember every all the extras were sitting in the chairs by like the screen that they had. You could see what, what was going on. This was in was this Illinois. We drove really this in far. in Champagne. Champagne. Okay, God. Um, and I remember like all the indie guys were sitting in the chairs watching the show, and I was running around with Sam. And then like, yeah, Sam, you were. Sam came to the back at like during a segment. He's like, "Oh, who do I talk to? Oh, Joe Alonzo." He like said my name on TV while they were still filming. I remember that. And it was just shit like that. He just kept like, like he was just putting me over. He was being yeah, a good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So like I was, I didn't have a cocky mindset, but it was kind of like I was comfortable. I, I, yeah. I, and but for the most part though, besides from Sam, any room I walk into, I get relatively comfortable fast. Like once I fill out the environment, like I've never been a shy person. As soon as like that conversation opens up, I've always been very comfortable.
0: If you would have went to WWE first, would you act the same way? No, hell no. Because I'd Sam shitting wasn't bricks. there, I would have been shitting bricks. Okay,
1: but I mean, when I went to WWE, I it's was... different. You lost everything and you had a different yeah. mindset. So like. We were, um, so when all the stuff with AW is happening, I was just having fun, man. Like, that. that's at the end of the day, that's yep. I was having the time of my life. I was having so much fun. Mm-hmm. I had you there, I had yep. Sam there, uh, like when Fuego and Marco, and I said, Did I ever Princeton tell you to chill
0: out? No, I never told you. To you
1: chill never, out. you said once you got to Jacksonville, you said to chill out. Okay. Um, there was a certain thing I'm not gonna say, but I did some, I said something or I did something, and you were like, You need to relax. Um, like, yeah, it was the chicken sandwich the day. <laughs> Can we tell it?
0: Can we tell it? Let's get to it. We will tell it. All right. We will tell. Can it. we say the name? We'll say everything. All right. Cool. Because we'll,
1: we'll, I mean, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like
0: I give a I give a crap, but I we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do things right. Okay. So Joe was okay. So when I first went to WWE, Harley Race sent us, and the way that that happened was Harley's wife BJ said, "Have you ever been an extra for WWE?" And I said, "No, never." She goes, next week you are. And I was like, whoa, right? So I went as a representation of Harley Race. So I was on my best behavior. I was super respectful, all that kind of stuff, but still really scared. I never got that, like, comfortable thing because I've been physically beaten to be respectful. Like Same. I
1: I think it was the last generation of that. Man,
0: like, because I, when I was training to be a professional wrestler, Mean you? I want to do a second vlog with us. Did about, Harley fuck you up? No, no, no. Uh, I want to do a second vlog. Uh, this is a spoiler podcast. second podcast where it's your training experience breaking into mine, right? So, Some people uh, are gonna get canceled. That's okay. So, uh, I, spoiler alert: I'll tell a little story about it real fast. When I say I was physically beaten towards it, I was still a backyard wrestler when I was training to become a pro wrestler, and when my trainers found that out. They brought us to the show that we were having uh, for our home company, and they beat the shit out of us because of it. Before, in the ring, or... in the ring, before the show, and the kid that I signed up with, his name was um, uh, Caleb. They hit, they beat him so hard. He went out in the back and was puking because he was he had a concussion. His head was he was all fucked up because they would just give us clothesline after clothesline after clothesline. I'd always go to the bathroom and cry. Twenty clotheslines in a row. He just happened to hit his head. He was this PCW? Puking. Yeah, this PCW. So he was f- physically puking because he had a concussion. I was just sore and beaten. So when I say I was physically beaten, respect. When I was a represent- rep- representation of Harley Race, I was super respectful, scared to do anything because like a bad dog, I thought I was going to get beaten, right? So uh, when you came to AEW and I saw you getting too comfortable by the time we got to Jacksonville, you uh, I was afraid that you would lose it, right? But you, hanging out with Sam and running around the arenas before COVID, I don't think understood that. You didn't think you would lose anything, right? You that think you're bulletproof, the untouchable, untouchable man. So,
1: like, I know that's the, that was the thing I remember at the time too. Yeah, the I started to get an attitude. When, cause at the time, like everyone in Chicago hated me, Yep. Texas started to hate me a little bit, but it wasn't because of me. It was, there was, there was friends from Texas that people had in Texas, in Chicago yep. and I'm not going to say who it is, but <clears throat> the word started getting around. Like, don't fuck with this kid. And Sam, with you. yes, okay. Sam was, you and Sam were my only protectors, right? Like you guys are the only ones that fucked with me. Yep. Um, and then I remember like, I really started cause I, I did the six, nine gimmick and that kind of like morphed into Joe Alonzo because it was me in a in a sense. Like 6 9 was a who's going to stop me? Who's going to do this? I got millions of dollars, blah, 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 Like he just kept – his thing was like, no one's going to stop me. I'm untouchable. Sure. That morphed into Joe Alonzo, not only as a character, but low-key the person in real life. Okay. Because I, since day one, no one's ever wanted – I was always told I would never make it. I yep. was told by Mustafa Ali, you won't last more than two weeks. It's fine, no, we talk we're me and Ali yeah. are good now. Um but like stuff like that, it was always you will never make it, Scarpone telling me you will never get signed. I promise you that I'll make sure it never happened. Like stuff like that. Yeah. So once AEW started happening, I was kinda like, Who's gonna fucking stop me? I'm fucking here. Fuck
0: you. You're gonna stop yourself.
1: Exactly. But that was like the mindset I had, and then also too, like my first match ever, uh at AEW was against a, a guy that I watched as a kid, Jack Swagger, Jake Jake Hager. And then my second match was Cody Rhodes. So, with me, I'm just like, I'm getting signed. Like, th- like I, I'm getting signed. I know I'm going to get signed. Yeah. Like, I had the mindset of I'm untouchable. And then wow. the last couple matches I had were like, not people as big of names. And I was like, fuck, like, what's going on? Wait a minute, man. That's
0: crazy that your first two were Jake Hager and, and Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. I didn't even think about that. So, it's just
1: like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a sign. And then, like, how giving Cody was in that match. Yep. I thought, like, that's my tryout match. And I was a fat fuck. I was out of shape. I <laughs> he does it for the cookies. There. Does everything for the cookies, bro. We should have did that shirt. The 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 graphics that you and Sam kept sending to the group chat, of the oh. face with the cookie eyes. Oh man! But like it was bad. I did not deserve to be in that match.
0: So um, I'll give a quick timeline. I was on my way to a freelance show. It was a Friday night, and I got a call that I was going to be the guy for Search for Spears in Milwaukee. Two days later covid shuts down the whole world and they asked me to come to jacksonville did you come in that first loop you did yes so joe and i go to the first made me shave my legs you were the first ever aew match in front of nobody
1: i was the first not only aew in the world because we filmed before wwe yep uh before ring of honor was doing anything impact all that so it was me and jake hager were the first ever filmed match during the covid era
0: yep And we go to Jacksonville during the height of COVID. Me and Joe had rubber gloves on in the airport. You had, like, a sock or some shit around your head? No, no, no. It wasn't my mask.
1: It wasn't a mask. It was, like, something else. You cut it off and you, like, put it over. You looked like you were going to rob a bank or something. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I saw the photo of you. Yeah. So we go to Jacksonville for the first time. I personally did not like my match. I was blown up. Uh... Ooh,
1: Lance Archer called you out about that. He did call me out about that. everybody. He,
0: I was blown up in my match with, with Spears and them, my tag match. I didn't like it. Joe did well uh, with Hager, and then we didn't think we were ever coming back again, right? It yeah, he
1: like, literally, QT told us, literally, yeah. like, don't expect to come back. Don't go. Yeah. yeah. And then the following week, I got called back immediately, the day before to wrestle Cody. Yeah. You guys also ribbed me to tell me I was wrestling Moxley. Remember we'll that? we get to that. So... <laughs> You guys also had me shave my legs. You guys did fake text messages pretending to be QT saying that we want we want Joe to wear tight or uh, to wear the trunks. And so I, I went to Walgreens, spent 30 <laughs> bucks on clippers, and I shaved my legs for the first time. And that shit had razor burns.
0: Bro. It was so bad. We used to have a Three Amigos group chat, and we decided that we were going to rib Joe you guys were me a lot. That's why. when the, Oh, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. We, we told him that he was wrestling John Moxley and I had secretly filmed Joe taking DDTs in the, in, the in the bed. Sam was giving
1: me the fucking the paradigm shit or whatever the hell it's called.
0: Oh, my God. The dirty
1: deeds, we'll call it uh, yep. on the bed. I was practicing taking it on the bed. Oh, I was doing no. cardio in the hotel. In the hotel gym. I was doing cardio. You were filming me. Um, oh, we told,
0: me, we told him we wanted to wear trunks, so he shaved his legs. I dude, forgot about that.
1: I was, I was so pissed. And I, I didn't, I was the one that realized, you guys forgot about the shaved legs rib. I did. I, I reminded them. you, I was like, wait, I was like, they never said anything about the trunks. You're like, oh, yeah. And you guys are laughing. You're like, they never said that. Like, we oh, fixed man. that
0: too. So, okay, here's where things break down. We're having a good time in Jacksonville. We're here there for weeks now, right? Every other week, we were going.
1: Always oh, had said after parties after yeah it was the
0: fourth floor all that stuff we experienced all that and it was a great time and then joe started getting too comfortable by just kind of just running around saying whatever he wanted are we going to, to the chicken sandwich store uh did it happen first
1: that was the first thing that, sure. that's where i kind of knew like uh yeah i, I don't know i kind of knew like i need to chill that's when you told me like let's go now that sam was the one that said let's go did he Yes, that's when I knew it was bad. And then, but you guys, once we got to the hotel room, you guys were like.
0: So uh, let me, I'm gonna do this. Wrestler X, we're gonna say a wrestler X. Why can't we say the name? Wrestler X is holding court and having a big conversation. And this is like two in the morning, one one o'clock in the morning. Probably later. Probably later. And everyone's hungry, I assume. I was starving. Joe uber-eated a chicken sandwich.
1: I was the last person. You guys already ate.
0: Yeah. Joe Joe Uber-eated this chicken sandwich. It shows up. Joe sits at the table, starts opening this chicken sandwich. And Russell X sees Joe with the chicken sandwich and then says.
1: Uh, he goes, hey, Sonny, uh, what you got there? And I was like, oh, I got some chicken nuggets and some fries. And he's like, oh, that's all you got? I was like, well, no, I finished the nuggets, but there's some fries left over. I'm about to eat the chicken sandwich. He's like, oh, you you got a chicken sandwich. What about me? What do you got for me? What do you got for the champion? And I was like um well we don't know who the champ was at the time and then well i almost told him like technically you're not the champ anymore but uh oh, I, was like, <laughs> God, I, so I was like i can't keep anything so i was like i just told him i was like oh like i, I don't know what, about you man but i i got a chicken sandwich he's like oh who is this guy look look at me but like you got yourself like but you didn't get me well whatever whatever and then he wanted the chicken sandwich and he tr- he was about to take it and then sam took the chicken sandwich gave it to him i took it back I took it out of his hands I remember that. and I took it back. And then Sam grabbed it again. He's like, let him have the chicken sandwich. I was like, no, Sam, fuck you and fuck him. I'm not, you're not taking my chicken sandwich. And, uh, somebody distracted him. Cause he was like a little, he was a little. Sure. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, dude, I not want to say the name. No. Uh, all right. So, and then like he got distracted with another conversation. Someone said something to him and Sam's like, let's fucking go right now. Yeah. And we went up to the room and Sam was pissed at me for a second. But then he goes, you were in a weird fucking situation, man. I don't know what to do. Like, it's it's, he, it's him, a legend. And then it's like, it's you. There's so many legends there. Relax. Oh my God. So he's like, what, what do you do? You're in such a city, sh- shitty situation. Like, what are you supposed to do? He's like, you want to stand up for yourself as a man. And you also want to seem like a bitch. And him himself, the guy who took the chicken sandwich, has told stories about back in the day about, like, earning respect of others by standing up for yourself. So, like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. and it, I guess. But, like, just shit like that. Like, that's when I knew I was just like, man, like, this is weird. Like, I, I, I knew that I was going to be a problem from that point right there. Then
0: why didn't you change it?
1: Um, Because I was unstoppable. Nobody could touch it. No, I'm playing. Okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm telling the truth. Um, Because I just thought that he was just drunk and, like, that's it was just that. Yeah. And then, like, it, it was what it was. Because so, then everyone started being cool with me. Like I got over with Cody. Cody yeah. was being really friendly. QT was really friendly. Like QT was pulling ribs on me too. Like yep. everyone was fucking with me. And then I probably should have stopped too after I did the Stardust thing to Cody.
0: Yeah, and Joe's match he did the Stardust hand motion. To Cody. Here's how much a fan I am. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Like when you did it, I didn't understand. You're the like, I, Yeah, I never watched. Brandy,
1: like you could see Brandy in the background react. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like, right.
0: well, I didn't know what it was. And then, uh, but I, apparently that was a big deal. They
1: tried burying me to Cody, and Cody's like, "What am I supposed to do? Bury the kid? Like, I, it's it's free game. He could do whatever he wants. We're in the ring together." There you go. So Cody had my back. So shout out to Cody Rhodes.
0: So chicken sandwich happens. Joe doesn't give his chicken sandwich up, and in the, in the fake rules of professional wrestling, I ate that fucking chicken sandwich. Technically, he was supposed to give his chicken sandwich fuck up. Fuck you. Uh, there's been old school stories about guys having first class air travel and standing up and giving their seat to a vet that's the rule things you would never do in real life but it happens in wrestling so the chicken sandwich thing happens we tell joe to calm down he doesn't calm down then we have a run where sam isn't there anymore
1: i want to ask you a question real quick go ahead am i a bad guy for not giving up my chicken sandwich
0: real life no wrestling life Yes,
1: but I paid for that chicken sandwich. I understand. That. I bought it. I understand. That. He's a millionaire. He can buy his own chicken sandwich.
0: I understand that. Real life, you did the right thing. In the fake world, of fake world of like rules of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. you did the wrong thing. You should have offered it to him.
1: Go get my shirt. Be real.
0: I understand that, but Dude, I'm just telling out. you. I'm just telling you. Things. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just want to hear your opinion. On yeah. It. It's. <sighs> so then Sam's not there.
0: Hold on. Would I have given him my sandwich? You would have no. not have. I would not because I'm in a different aspect of my life. 2005, Robert would have offered it.
1: Fuck that, dude. I understand.
0: So uh, Sam gets suspended. Yes. And he's no longer there, which is the worst thing for Joe Alonzo. I no longer have. You have no longer have yep. protection. So once we show up to Jacksonville, was it the first time after?
1: It was the very first time. First time
0: of- after. Um, we're still in the group text with Sam and letting him know whatever. Joe, without Sam, went full-fledged crazy. He was like, I'm going for this.
1: Let me, tell, let me tell this part. Okay.
0: Are you going to talk about the height thing? Yes. Okay, because then there's a second part that happened. Can after. I say names? No. Why not? Who I measured? Yes. Okay. Not, not who you got the tape measure from. Oh, no, no, not no. no. The not the office not, people. Not any of that. Not any of that. So uh-huh.
1: first things first. I got in a weird mood because there was somebody by the ring who was, like, talking crap. I'm not going to say their name. Sure. But they called me a bitch, and they were saying it loud, and you were witnessing this. I do remember this. Oh, It was no. a her. Yep. And I was like, ooh. And I, like, kept going back and forth. I kept, like, literally saying, like, beep. Like, I was hitting the ropes as she was calling me it. And I kept hitting him louder and louder so no one would hear her calling me a bitch. And then you were like, you need to chill. Like you said right there, like you're getting comfortable. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. You're like, walk away, walk away. And then all of a sudden, Ricky Starks starts talking shit to me. And he said something about like, he called me short, fat, ugly. He's like, oh yeah, like you're, he said something about like, I wish I can look like him. And I said, like, cause he said that I was short, I was fat, whatever. I'm like, bro, you're not that tall either, and you're like, you have a receding hairline. So why would I, like, wh- what do I care about? Now?
0: Zach Morris, timeout. Joe has, time this, out. This, Joe has this thing in his body <laughs> where i mean, you said oh, oh, can I? Even... You take, you use the wife thing, the oh. fake wife, and then fuck your real wife. <laughs> yeah, I made fun of. I said Joe had a fake wife, and I made fun of this one. I'm like. XYZ. I said something so small like, oh, yeah, you're going crazy like your fake wife. And then he straight up goes, I'm going to kill you and your whole family. I'm like – I didn't say that. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, that's the extreme he goes to. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, dude. I made fun of your fake wife. And then all of a sudden, you just went off this way. You say
1: I have, like, bushy eyebrows. I'm like, that's why, like, you're, you're – I'm going to ha- burn you're... down your house. Yeah. And I'm like... like, oh,
0: Jesus. So when someone says something to Joe like, "Uh, you're not that tall – he straight up goes, You have a receding hairline, you're shorter than everything, you have a f- your your thighs look I fat. I stole that
1: shit from like Eminem, you know what I mean? You hit him with her hair so they can't respond.
0: So he he takes it, you insult him at a 1.5. I insult him at like eleven point seventeen. To, a, to an eleven. <laughs> and it's like something that he has in him. That is his biggest flaw. He called me fat. I understand. that. I said
1: his hairline. Like, bro, I have my hairline. You... Anyway, so I... so all right. Brother, brother says this. Shout Joe... out Ricky Starks, though. I like Ricky Starks. So brother Ricky... says
0: this. Ricky... Joe fires back hard.
1: Ricky Starks said I was fat, I was short, and I was ugly. And I said, bro, you're not much taller, and you don't have a hairline.
0: Granted, you all are friends. We are friends. So they were ribbing each other. We as were just friends. talking shit. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't a bully situation. Yeah. Go ahead. So
1: like, he was like. I was like, you're not tall. Like, you're not even six foot. He's like, I am six foot. I was like, bro, you are not six feet. And he's like, yes, I am. So I went and I asked uh, somebody for a tape measure. And Good this job. is where I got heat with that guy. Yep. Um, because in the fake
0: world of wrestling, you can't go up to people you don't know and ask for blah, blah, blah. People are like, what? The
1: and, fuck? I, and I didn't mean it as like, get me a tape measure. I was like, yep. do you know where I can find one? I can, sure. I'll go get it. So then somebody is like, oh, yeah, there's one in the box over there. So I got the tape
0: measure. I measured Ricky Starks. Pete number one, asking for a tape measure. Go. Measured Ricky Starks, 5'11". So as Joe is measuring Ricky Starks, I see this from the from this You bleachers. took a picture
1: of me measuring Marco Stunt because Marco said he was 5'3". And I
0: took a picture of Joe measuring people center stage. On the
1: fucking, like, on right the on the main And rim. I'm like, what the, f- what is he doing <laughs>
0: And I took the picture and I sent it to the group chat. And I go, Joe needs to calm the fuck down. Like, what are you doing? You're literally measuring people, center stage at Jacksonville like an idiot. And Joe's just laughing it off. And I'm just like, oh, here but we the, go. The
1: thing was with AEW, right? Backstage, everyone they preached, we're not like the other people. Yep. We're, we're all friends here. We're all friends. So that really sunk into my head. And I'm like, first I really-
0: time I got there, I was told, do. I was literally told do the opposite of everything you do at WWE. We're cool here.
1: Yeah, that's what I was told. That's so I'm like, i like,
0: and, and it was hard for me to f- f- do that. Like, I put my bags and talent, male talent. That was weird. And Sharing the weird locker room with everyone else. Very weird to me at first, but okay, go ahead.
1: And yeah, like MJF said it best. This is a big. Uh, this is this is a huge. This is an independent promotion with a lot of money. That's how we. That's how we act here. Like yeah. Everyone's friends. So um, that's you took how it I overboard. That's how I took it. But, like, Marco's my friend. Ricky's a friend. So, I'm just, you know, we're just having fun. And then that happened. And then in the group chat, you guys ribbed me and told me that I had a bunch of heat. And then the next day, I did have heat.
0: Uh, I don't think we ribbed you. Yes, you did. Did we rib you? Because
1: Sam had to go. He goes, Joe, he's like, I'm telling you right now, we
0: were ribbing you that
1: you had heat. But he's like, now you actually have Did heat.
0: the hat thing happen the same night or next day? It happened the same night. Because okay. So, I don't want to jump ahead. So So Joe got in trouble with the with
1: the the tape measure. With the tape measure.
0: Then And we tried to call, talk you up the ledge. You weren't having it.
1: I mean, but I, the the hat thing was, I think, in no, my no, opinion, no, 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 of the tape measure. The thing. tape measure, yes.
0: Yeah, we tried to talk to you about it. You weren't having any bit of it.
1: I mean, I it's weird because it's hard for me to get my mind set to then because now I know it's stupid. Yeah. But like then I'm just like I can't even blow my itself. mind. Yeah. So then we the the boys are their fans. Yep. And
0: uh, you were picked to do a pull apart.
1: I was picked to do a pull apart with uh, Jericho. Yes. And I in the pro- was in the process of growing my hair out. And it looked real like shit. Like there was terrible. no way I can style it. Yep. So I just had to wear a hat. I had a Patriots hat. And I even put the pad on backwards mm-hmm. so you couldn't see the logo. All you see in the front was the NFL. So even in the shot, you do not see the Patriots logo. So good. I did a pull apart and they decided also decided
0: g- to do what during this pull apart
1: to wear a hat to, to get fronter sent in fronter so my face is on tv yep um and i pulled apart with jericho and then uh
0: mean mugging for the camera the whole time oh
1: i got that camera i got my face on that camera i still got that shot um and like i did that i had the hat on and i remember somebody like some somebody came up to me after and was like yo like don't ever wear that Patriots hat again I'm like I'm so sorry like I heard about it you guys told me about that uh, about the Patriots hat yep and being too much in there and then somebody lied and said Jericho got so pissed he punched me in the face I was like Jericho never punched me in the face that never happened
0: rewind that was your last time there right during the hat thing
1: I still had a match the next day I
0: still had a match but I'm saying that was your last trip that was my last trip so Joe did the tape measure thing Yes. and oh man I don't want to say people were out to get you
1: At that point, it was because of all the other heat I got. It was stupid. I I got heat because I was the last wrestler left at the – because I was the last match of the night. I was stuck in Jacksonville – or at the the Jaguar Stadium. I asked two people for a ride, and then the one tried to, like, give me heat for that. They're like, oh, he asked for a ride? He's an extra. Why is he asking for a ride? I'm like, the the shuttle stopped going. How am I I supposed to get back?
0: So, here, we're going to – They were looking
1: at this point for every single thing to get
0: me in trouble. Yeah, and I think because Sam was gone, and they said you know, Joe's too socially
1: awkward; he doesn't know how to have conversation. Oh, Joe, I'm not gonna get it. You're, you're doing
0: hearsay because I didn't hear any of that. So what happened was Joe gets picked to do the pull apart. Where's the Patriots hat? Which at the time Sam and I told you that was a big no. Yes, I was like, you're working for Pepsi and you're wearing a Coke hat. Yes, and he didn't understand it. He's like, they're not of oh, the same
1: they're not even in the same division. I didn't doesn't
0: see that was stupid to think. And then he blatantly was putting his face on the camera. And you could see Jericho, like, look at him. Like, what are you doing? Like, that was another thing that you did because you didn't understand. Yeah, you never had the experience. So the next night you had your match.
1: Well, a quick side note. When I I pulled up to AEW for that Q&A panel. With Fuego? No, hold on, hold on. When oh, I when I pull up to that, I purposely wore the Patriots hat. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I don't care about that. So,
0: Joe had the match the next night, and then uh, did they tell you you're never coming back? Or they no, you? they
1: told me about the Patriots. Like, it's fine. Like, you're not in trouble. Just don't, sure. don't do it again. Please do not wear the Patriots hat again. Like, I'm like, I left it at the hotel. Like, I don't even have it. Really? I'm like, okay, cool, great.
0: No, 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 after you went home.
1: I still had a match the next day, though. I'm saying. Hold well, but there's another thing I got heat for. Oh. Yeah. Um.
0: The next day, I avoided you like the play. Yes, you did. And then I was Rob, I was you, done. You were
1: so fake too. The way you can't. You were like, "Where have you been? I haven't seen you all day. Like, have you have you been hiding?" And I'm like, "Dude, fuck you. Like, I know you've been ignoring me." Okay. But there was a there was a breaking point to where like it was there was other heat that was I I you said hearsay, so I'm not gonna get into it. Don't get into it. But I eventually broke down and I started crying, and Ricky Starks was there to like. Talk me off the ledge of like fucking losing my mind. And Ricky was like, Bro, fuck this place. Not like fuck this place, but just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. people that are fucking with you. He's like, You have more to this. He's like, And he started like knowing all my personal life all of a sudden. He's like, You have a niece. You, you go see your niece. You sure, know what sure, I mean? Sure, go sure, do sure. this. So Ricky, shout out Ricky. Ricky was there for me. And he was just like, Pick yourself up. Like, f- like this is not your final destination. Like you have other shit to do. So then I had my match. I tried like feeling better. Um, I had my match, but I was still in my head about everything else. Was like this is in my head. I knew this is my last match at AEW. I knew it, and I was trying to like do everything I could to to do good. Um, and I was just in my head. I concussed John Silver.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. um, I don't remember that at all. Because Will Hobbs threw me onto him, and it was up to me to control myself and where I landed. I do remember that now. And I crushed his fucking head. Yep. And he was out of it. Like he was done. Yep um and then they were like that was it like that was where i knew i'm like fuck like this this is it
0: so we go home
1: you guys told me i had heat
0: yeah and he didn't believe us did not we, believe cu- you. we kept ribbing him all the time but we were like you have heat because of all these things that you've done you need to chill out and joe like a child would say who do i who said what and we would say this person said this you and didn't he, tell me who said what. Well, he would try to find out who said it. I, but he, then he would enough. go to those people that he thought would say. And like, but I didn't. You did message someone.
1: No, I didn't. I promise you I didn't. I never did.
0: <clears throat> well, anyway, Joe would try to message these I people. I was
1: trying to find out from like other wrestling friends to see what they heard. That's what I'm I was about. doing that, but yeah. I never. But
0: you were trying to confront the people. I was you not trying to
1: confront to. I wanted to know who I had heat with to know how serious it was. Because I wanted to know if it was Tony Khan.
0: And we were afraid that you were going to... Going
1: to be like, bitch-ass motherfucker, what you say? Yeah, and you, and you guys them. thought I was going to go 6 Go from,
0: from 1.5 to, to 12. Yeah. So we wouldn't tell him, like, who said what. And, and that who, was what was
1: driving me insane.
0: Right. And then he started posting things on Twitter.
1: Taking shots at AEW. Taking
0: shots at people. And then that's when Sam and I decided to cut ties with Joe. And... We cut him out of our life at that time because he was messing up so bad that we just didn't want to be associated with that because.
1: Uh, no, not, that wasn't more so just you or on your, your part, we, and you got into an argument and I said some mean stuff to you and then that's more why you, I feel like you backed away. It wasn't AW, it was something personal I said to you. Okay. And I think that's what got you to go
0: I don't remember, but you can tell me that later. Uh, is it Bad Bad?
1: Uh, yeah, I can't say that. Okay. Here.
0: So both Sam and I backed away from Joe, and I was focused on me. At that time, I didn't understand if I wanted to sign with AEW or not, if I wanted to keep pursuing this or whatever. I was starting to figure my stuff out, and I was having a second life at professional wrestling, doing a lot of things that I wanted to do. And I couldn't have Joe be that extra baggage because from this point, how many years have we known each other up until this point? Seven. So for seven years, I've been trying to carry this kid on my back, give him advice. He's not listening, doing the polar opposite. After seven years, I was like, all right, dude, I'm done with you. You're never going to listen. You're never going to get it. I'm going to go do this. You go do what you want. And when I left him, Sammy left him because he just got done being canceled and suspended. Just getting back, he didn't need the extra baggage of Joe Alonzo XYZ heat. So Sam and I went on our own little adventure of like doing whatever, and we left Joe behind, which Joe lost his mind at that point, realized that he lost everything. He was never getting booked again for AEW. He lost his best wrestling friend, Sam. lost his wrestling dad me nobody was booking you in the country except for texas yeah all the chicago people hated him uh because he spoke his mind and those weird stupid little clicks that go on here and you lost everything so take me through that once we cut you off what happened
1: (sighs) that was bad um
0: were you gonna were you were you saying like i
1: got the frog in my throat right now (laughs) Yeah, yeah were you saying
0: like or fuck these guys like Um, or were you pit or were you like no please don't cut me off
1: in the beginning i didn't under it was it was kind of like a breakup like with a girl because it was but it was different because it's when it's your boys it's more of an emotional like we have a connection like we have each other's back it's like a brotherhood like you lose your brother i feel like i lost my big brother my two big brothers
0: backtrack at first we said we were uh at first we said we'll be your friend but not publicly I think that that made me more mad than ever. Right. But then you, but then I tried being okay with it. I felt like the, the, I felt
1: like the side piece girlfriend. Like we just can't let, you know, we can't let people know that. And then we would give him a little
0: advice. Don't say this. Don't say this. Then he would say that. Then we cut him off, but go ahead.
1: Um, so like I remember when you guys gave me word that I wasn't going back. I stayed on my friend Dave's couch for three days. Didn't shower. Didn't move. Um, just feeling super sorry for myself. Uh, looked up an acting school. How I old were you was,
0: at this time? I was 23. Okay, good. Um, so I asked that because you have to realize where he was age-wise. 23. I'm 25 20,
1: now. 22, 23 years old. And I turned 23. The day I wrestled Cody Rose on my 23rd birthday.
0: Yeah. He was 22, 23 years old having all the success. and I
1: didn't know how to – I never – this is the first – This is yep. This is the first heartbreak of wrestling. Yeah, the yeah. first real heartbreak. Yep. Um, and I, I didn't know what to do. Um, I panicked. I remember like I had a conversation with my dad and, and I, t- I, I, remember telling my dad, cause my dad helped me out a lot. Like I remember he bought me a ring when I was 15. Where is that ring? It's in storage still. It needs like new wood and matting, but okay. if you ever want to buy it, <laughs> um, but so, uh, I remember like I had a conversation with my dad and I like was crying and I told him I was like, dad, like if I quit wrestling. Will you, will you be disappointed in me? And we had like a real conversation because that was the number one reason why I never quit was because I didn't want to fail my dad. Yeah. Like I dropped out of college. Like I, I, like I didn't do anything. I didn't take high school seriously because I'm like I'm going to be a wrestler. Um, And I told him, I was like, I want to get into acting. Like I, I was looking up acting schools for like a week I was doing this. But then I like realized I'm just like, man, like I still love wrestling. Like that's going to be in the back of my mind that I failed at wrestling. Sure. And I couldn't live with it. So then like I started like, man, maybe I could do this. How can I make my comeback for the longest time? If I'm being really honest, there was a one point where I was like, do I just like hijack a show like AEW, like Oof. Elimination Chamber, baby um, timeout.
0: I'm telling you, I'm telling it. So
1: no, yes. wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. Do not. I will start dropping a lot of bad words. <laughs> do not. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. No. No, though. Choo. No, we're not doing that. You just said it. No, I yeah, th- leave it at that. Oh, okay. So, God. um, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. So it was bad. I I remember uh, I didn't have a job because yeah. my job was Uber before, AW. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So COVID happened. Like no, not many people were Ubering. No one was going anywhere. Uh, I got end up getting a job at like uh this auto parts place. I, was, I remember that. I was working there, and um, I remember a particular somebody aw kind of like saying something about my not ricky starks someone saying something about my weight and i remember that really fucked with me
0: joe got really fat i was really fat no that's what those that yeah was. yeah
1: yeah so she's like he got fatter than he was last time i'm like what like i've been working hard Yeah. so i remember like the first thing was i want to get in as best shape as i can so people think like take me more seriously yeah i got nutrition solutions found out how to like meal prep and all that shit I lost, like, 30 pounds. Um, that was the first step as I was working at the auto parts place. So once I lost the weight. We weren't weight, talking to you at this point. We, we were not talking. Okay, um, I started losing a bunch of weight. I started training with Bryce. Um, and then I you started. You lost
0: GCW at this time, too.
1: GCW? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not going to get into that.
0: But I'm just saying. I'm I was supposed to Joe, be booked. Joe lost everything.
1: They had a plan. Yeah, because Joey Janela was like, I see you being this huge yep. like deal at GCW. So
0: when he lost AEW, he lost everything. He, yeah. he was on the rise to do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. GCW events, things like that. And then when he went crazy, uh, <laughs> posting crazy shit online, uh, realizing he lost AEW, he, he started going nuts, and he started losing things, right? And sadly... When I lost WWE, I cried, went into a depression. When you lost things... I
1: lost everything. I was they had nothing. You
0: went wilder. Yeah. You are like, oh, if I'm going to lose this, I'm losing everything. Yeah. I was See, at the point where I was 1. like... 1.5 to yeah. 12.
1: I was ready to burn the fucking place down, bro. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, once I started losing the weight and, like, learning shit in the gym, and then I was training, when I was training with Bryce helped me gain the love to want to get better. Yeah. And then... In the gym, like once I started losing the weight, I started building my confidence again, Um, and then that's shortly after I started getting some bookings in Texas again, and I started doing this stuff with Jenna Lynn, the rest of the girl wrestler, yeah, 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 yeah. and I dropped that girl promo. Then
0: you got hate on that.
1: I got a lot. That thing blew up. It's it did. That thing, like everyone was talking about that, and I think you and Sam even reached out. Like I haven't talked to you guys in forever, and then you guys reached out about that. You're like what the fuck that. are you doing? Right. Um, in a bad way in a bad way oh, you were yes, like yes, yes, you yes, were yes, like yes, dude like oh my god chill yeah. um I, I i did that promo where i beat up the girls and i was like this is why i shouldn't wrestle female i i look at all these girls i just beat them all up yep i did that but then after me and jenna wrestle people were like okay maybe it is like he is telling a story because people believed that i was who i who i said i was on the internet
0: you got hate from the chicago crew and Chicago clicks because you spoke your mind and you didn't feed into bullshit.
1: And then I got hate from the rest of the world of because
0: wrestling. you did shoot style promos. Yes, and people couldn't
1: tell that they couldn't, they didn't know they were the working something. Shoot, like yeah,
0: like Maxi Impaler at at NWA was like, "Oh, you're Joe Alonzo? I hate you." Yeah, like <laughs> she didn't. Yeah, or she was yeah. cool with you the whole day, and then she's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I hate you." And and then it, it was took, like, it
1: took Max a minute to realize who I was and then he was like, yeah. yeah, I don't like you. Whatever. And it was
0: because he, he beat up all the girls in the school and And said like guys that.
1: shouldn't be wrestling girls, like intergen the intergender wrestling. And it was and all it.
0: a gimmick. It was all a gimmick and he mm-hmm. went on and put over put her over And I put her over. Put over uh Jennelin. In, in Texas and things like that. But like people didn't understand that. Like he was shooting these shoot style promos, but getting people's permission about it. Mm-hmm. Like Gino Medina? Medina,
1: when I said the thing about his dad, yeah, he got permission to do it, and then people were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you talk about his dad, dad?" Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I did the stuff like Ricky Morton. I contacted Ricky, and I was like, "Yo, can I say X, Y, Z? Can I yeah. make fun of this, this, and that?" Um, and then this all then all the stuff with Fuego happened. Yeah, I started doing the promos with Fuego.
0: Do you think if you didn't lose AEW, didn't legitimately go crazy online, you still would have had the same reaction of people hating you? on these shoot out promos, if they didn't already see your downfall?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I still would have got that reaction. Because the girl one was the one that sparked with the girls. But people
0: knew that you were, like, being a dick at that time.
1: Yeah, but remember I had the, I was like, I'm not going to get into it. But... but why do
0: people think that you were legitimately <clears throat> saying guys shouldn't wrestle girls and not gimmically?
1: I think, it, honestly, the like, I'm not real. trying to toot my own horn. I just thought the promo was so good, oh. the, like, the whole thing, because it funny. seemed real. I think it seemed real, like I had lined yep. the cause they all look like students. I lined them up and was like, step forward. First one step forward. Beat yeah, the fuck yeah, out yeah. of her. Step the other one. Boom. And then we just kept going. And then we had Bryce at the end attack me to like stop me and then the, the video dropped down and then it like ended. So they were like, What the fuck? And then like some people were like, This is a work, but this is still disgusting. And then sure. some people were like, i d I can't tell with him. And then like every everything I tweeted was always, like, in character. Yeah. You, like, I never broke... Like, even me doing that, like, I hate the fact that I'm, like, breaking this wall. But I, I never, like, let people know what was real and what wasn't. And then when I... Then it got to... I I, I got off... I got high off the reactions that yeah. people were getting. Whenever people were getting pissed about these promos... I'm like, what's next? What am I going to do next? Okay. It, it, it
0: was at this time Joe told me, the internet is everything. And I said, the yes. internet won't pay your bills. He goes, the internet is everything.
1: Dude, I believe the internet was everything. Look at now. One I don't more not fo- One more
0: follower. I need more followers. Yeah. The internet was everything at the time. When point. I was
1: getting like, and I dropped that graveyard promo where I got like 20,000 views. Like once I started getting like... Every promo is at least 15K views. I was yeah. like, fuck, I'm untouchable. <laughs> like, I'm building that name back up. Who gonna stop me, you know? Like, I started building that mindset again. Wow. And then it was when I sh- contacted Fuego and was like, do you want to work? And then Fuego was like, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I'm down. And then uh, me and Fuego started doing the shit with the promos, and we were shooting. We, Me and Fuego were shooting hard. But still working together. We were working together, but we were shooting. It was like, I compare it to the Matt Hardy edge.
0: During the Fuego days did me and sam come back in your life no no okay
1: you kind of were a little bit you you were like what was the
0: turnaround for me when did i come back in
1: uh do you want to talk about the conversation
0: yeah i don't know
1: it was right when i went almost home, went homeless sure uh you mean you had like a conversation on the phone and you were like let's just be done like i don't want anything to do with you Blah blah. blah. like like you were not my kid anymore whatever whatever and why did like, that
0: conversation start did you do something
1: uh, I think somebody told you I was talking about you, and you were like, stop bringing up my name. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Kylie Ray tweeted at me talking shit out of nowhere, Okay, and I responded back at her, and you messaged Kylie to, like, leave your name away from my name on the internet, you want nothing to do with me, and I found out about it, and I was pissed at you, and then me and you got into it again, and then, um, I think you you broke me, you go, who hurt you? And then yeah. that's when I was like, fuck. Like, I remember that. That Like that conversation. And then, then I like broke into some real life stuff. And then I think we stopped talking. And then like little by little, we started fucking with each other after that. Yeah. I think you kind of, we started having a conversation and I think I was on the phone with you and I think it was with my mom. And you heard the way me and my mom spoke to each other. And you were like, I got to ask you some real life questions. And then you started asking a lot of questions about my childhood. And I think you started to get it. And that's when you were like,
0: Joe has no family. He was really- <laughs> <laughs> Joe has no family. Joe- <laughs> You're a dick. I didn't know what to say. <laughs>
1: um. So like, I think you understood once you started seeing like my upbringing and then you were like, okay, I get it now. And then yeah. that's when you started like slowly messing with me. And then you got the Berwin stuff and all that. But the Fuego stuff, you were telling me to like, I think you were like you're going too far when I was like really shooting on the Jacksonville stuff. Yeah. And then um let that
0: sit, let that sit die.
1: But I I kept I kept on. I was like no this is going to be the thing and then the matches kept falling through with Fuego and then I knew like when Fuego got signed I was like he thinks he's bigger than this. So like he's not going to he's not going to promote it anymore. Sure. And that's when I came up with the idea to show up at AEW for the panel. And then, because I, I lost my mind here again. I did it one more time. I like, was there.
0: Was that All Out weekend? Yeah. Man, I was backstage uh, Ye- after that. Yeah, the Holy same day. Holy cow. Were a
1: lot of people talking about it?
0: Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. Joe went incognito, asked a question at the vlog panel, went off everything would have been good if he didn't say bad words and he went over there and just started saying bad I said word, one bad word two bad words we're said, not gonna get to it no nope. i said suck off no That's not a bad word. no 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 we're not getting into it joe said all the bad words and then he got kicked out of the blog thing and then after they that still
1: po- sammy still posted it i was yeah, very did. surprised by that
0: and then after that they were like he's never coming back ever ever
1: again they said i was I mean, banned was like, from i'm banned oh, from every no. single aw event they have my, uh, they have my picture for yeah, security.
0: Yeah, and 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 I remember being like, security didn't dude. know if it
1: was a worker or a shoot. Security yep. didn't grab me right away,
0: so I didn't know what was going on with Joe. I was like, he's losing his mind again. Uh, somewhere along the lines.
1: But it was it was, so it was after that. Yeah. I announced a fake retirement because everyone's like, just retire, retire, <laughs> retire. <laughs> so
0: many people were like, good, I can't wait. So I posted the long the Chicago sp- click.
1: I I posted the long speech or like the the typed out thing, and I said yeah. like, today's my last day in the business. Like, thank you. I wrestled Mysterious Q, and I was yeah. like, this is it for me. Blah blah blah. And then the next day, I returned. But yeah, then yeah. after I returned, I still went. I, I went like on a social media silence, and I didn't announce it. I just sure, did sure, it sure post. And then honestly, I think. It wasn't more was so when you met
0: Adam was when you turned around. Yes. That's wow, what I was about to get into. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it was so AEW opened up my mind with like, you can lose this shit and it's not gonna be forever. Like, I need to get my mind and yep. I need to start acting professional. When I met Autumn I call Adam. Adam. When I met my girlfriend Autumn is when I didn't start just changing in the business. I started changing as a person.
0: The girl grew him up. Yeah, dude, Damn. she has my ass in check. Sam.
1: But that was when like.
0: And that's when I started coming back around. Yeah. it was. Because yeah, yeah. I told
1: you. Oh, I remember the exact moment to where we started really fucking with each other. It was when. Oh, did we tell this? What was it? The last time I saw Sam.
0: And you guys hugged it out? We hugged it out. We were cool yep. for a second. Yeah.
1: I, I, um, I was on a show down the street from you guys. Yep. I was in Texas wrestling Nyla Rose and Super Oprah. And yep. you guys were at Loco right down the street. Shout and, out Super Oprah. Yeah. Me, Sonny, and Super Oprah came to your guys' show, yep. and I had a ma- I was incognito there, too. I had the mask on. Yeah,
0: the COVID mask on.
1: And uh, Sammy didn't know it was me, and neither did you. I knew it was you. You knew it was me? Yeah. Sammy had no idea. Sammy was like, oh, fuck. And Sammy's little bitch ass was like, he's like, I, I think they said you're not allowed here, bro. Like, I'm, pretty- <laughs> I'm like, nah, bitch, I'm right here in front of your face. Like, you're going go nowhere.
0: You guys had a little conversation, hugged it out. We cried. You did cry. Me and Sammy both cried. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. cried,
1: and then uh, we tried working it out. And then fucking It wasn't gonna happen. And then he met so he hung out with Six Nine without me. Oh, I got on the contact to hang out with got Six sad Nine. About
0: that. What, dude. He didn't take any photos or anything.
1: It doesn't matter if you took a photo. You still uh, hung out with Six Nine. Doesn't matter. But then that's when I was like, all right, fuck you, bro. Like I don't want to with you anymore. I'm like, you're just a dick.
0: So I uh, after Joe met his girlfriend and started getting his real life together. Yes. I decided that I was gonna come back around. It's Berwin. And I believe everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone listening to this, I'm hoping the people that hate Joe listen to this. They're still going to hate me. Well, they're they're still going to hate you, Uh, especially the Chicago clique. You know exactly who you are uh, that hates Joe. And you have to realize I
1: don't hate Joe. I just don't like him. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) No, no, that wasn't. That wasn't.
0: Okay, anyway, so that was Easter egg. If I ever post that, don't say what I just did. Uh, the, the people in the Chicago look that hate Joe, the fans that hate Joe, the uh, people that ring announce hate Joe, the hangar rounders that take photos around the Midwest that hate Joe, all that kind of stuff. You have to realize. Oh, I know what you did there. Uh, you have to realize this kid was 21, 22, 23 years old and got to run around arenas with his friends doing vlogs and blah, 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 all the while not knowing what he should have been doing by keeping wrestling a job. I wasn't – And not fun.
1: I wasn't at AEW to get a job. I was there to have fun.
0: And I was in WWE to have fun, not to keep a business or a job, and that's where I fucked it up, Mm -hmm. right? So – the theme of these podcasts so far has been, don't do what I do, and here's what happens when you lose something. Are you going to take the advice? I don't know because Joe hasn't took the advice in 10 years. so nine. So my, my hope on this is that all of you that hate Joe are probably still going to hate him, but you have to realize where he was when you started hating him. He was a kid that grew up in Orland Park. <laughs> thinks he's in Not the city. Not Orland Park. And, and if you said something to him, he's ready to fight, right? He didn't follow the fake rules of wrestling and a lot of people didn't understand that. So he was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing from day one, right? You shouldn't have been on SmackDown Wrestling, Gunther. Never. Right? Shouldn't have wrestled Veer. You shouldn't have re- did that. You shouldn't have Shouldn't have, have got that handshake. To, you shouldn't have traveled to Pakistan. You shouldn't have traveled to here. You should have been a warehouse worker with your dad, right? And he keeps that in the back of his mind. So he always had a chip on his shoulder like, you're not going to tell me what to do because people have been telling me what to do my whole entire life. So I realized that later. Once Joe lost everything, met his girlfriend Adam, got his life together, I'm a firm believer everyone deserves a second chance, maybe not a third chance, right? So Joe, in my mind, is on his second chance. And... When I joked around in the beginning of the podcast, I'm the only one booking him in 2022 because it's true, right? I am personally setting him up to get this second chance because if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. Is that fair to say? Thank you, sir. Right? Because, like, again, we go full circle with things. My legacy is helping other people out because I'm trying to give back, Right? Joe is one of the talented, most talented people in the Midwest when he's motivated and not stealing from me <laughs> and coming up with his own things. But he lost it so much, he wasn't going to get it back unless someone helped him. And I'm in the stage of my career where I don't give a fuck, right? So if James, Freelance Underground James. I'm wrestling for the tomorrow. I'm saying, if Freelance Underground James verbally spoke out uh, to help Joe, a lot of people would criticize him, uh, talk shit about him behind his back, and he would, I don't think he'd be able to handle it mentally like I am. So when I book Joe, when I put my name out there for Joe to wrestle in big matches, anyone that's talked shit about me, I don't care because I'm in a different stage of my career. Talk the shit. The kid deserves a goddamn second chance. He was 21 years old. He fucked up. Maybe you should think about what you were doing at 21 years old, what you were posting at 21 years old that you deleted that surface up again, you know, blah, 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 before you judge someone, right? Um, Does this bury me going forward? I doubt it. But those people in AEW, I don't think you're 100% done there. You need to do something big to go back, right? Can New, I tell you about that conversation? New Japan or, or anything like that. But you need to get your life back on track, and you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. And I think you're mentally – how old are you now? 25. I think you're meant. – don't touch the mic because it's going to make a noise. Uh, I think you're mentally ready for it, right? So everyone deserves a second chance. Here's your second chance, and hopefully people understand that via the podcast. Go ahead. What's the thing you want to say?
1: The convers- the last conversation that I had with uh, QT.
0: Yes, and then I'll tell you what he told me then. Because your conversation was bad with him, right?
1: It was bad and good. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it was because I posted his hair transplant photo. <laughs> 1.5
0: to 12. Yeah. Go ahead. Because he, s-
1: he said, I will make sure you never work in the history of professional wrestling ever again. This is after you broke... This was... The, this, this is
0: after you barged in on the blog panel, yes, in front of a, over a thousand people, yes. Go ahead. Um, so he, he's mad at you. He said it because you're going to business for yourself, he, acting like an idiot, saying bad words. He no, he wasn't
1: mad about me going there. He was mad that I said the p word.
0: Yeah, and then you said you and inf- you insinuated Flago fallatioing Sammy Guevara. But go ahead.
1: I mean, he probably did. I don't know. Oh, stop.
0: Um, but. So
1: that's when QT said about, I'll make sure you never work in the history of professional wrestling yes. again. I was like, go ahead, do it. Like, I want to see you do it. And then he's like, it's already done. And then that's when Fuego pulled off in the match. I'm like, oh, yeah. AW pulled them, But AW never pulled them. Fuego pulled himself. Sure. Um. So, but I didn't know that because Fuego, Did I, that. yeah, whatever. So I posted the promo video and where he said that line and I'm like, insert, uh canceled flyer yeah. and then insert... QT's hair transplant and QT calls me. I see I have a missed call from QT. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? I don't know this part, but go ahead. I was like, I would have been, I'm nervous thinking about that. I was like, oh shit, like, why did he call me? bad.
1: So then I call him back, and he's, like, out doing shit or whatever. He's like, hey, man. He's like, hold on one second. Give me one second. And then he's, like, ordering food or whatever. And then he's like, uh, so what the fuck's up with the <laughs> the, the hair transplant? And I'm like, like I post, I mean, you posted it on the internet. I posted it for you. He's like, yeah, but, like, wh- why the fuck are you doing that? Why are you coming at me for? Your shit's with Fuego, not with me. And I'm like, okay, but I'll never make. I'll, you're going to make sure I never work in history professional wrestling ever again, right? So might as well really burn that bridge, huh? And then he was like, I was fucking working, man. I was working. And I was like, no, you weren't. He's like, you think I have. Or, and I remember there's a certain part where he said in the conversation, he goes, um, he's like, you think I have time to, to think about He's like, I have a million other things. You think I'm thinking about Joe Alonzo? Do you think I you didn't cross my mind, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I mean, I crossed your mind enough to be on the phone with you for 30 minutes. And then like, he kind of like had nothing to say there. Yeah. But then he goes, he's like, listen, man, he's like, I think you're very talented. And I truly believe. And I think he was working me here, but whatever. So he's like uh he's like I think you're truly talented and I think you have a career in professional wrestling. I don't know when it's gonna come. And then he like told me about his story he got kicked out of Dudley school uh, and then like look where he's at. He's like, I truly believe that like you have to just learn this hard lesson. He's like, I think you're gonna make a comeback and you're gonna have like a job in this business one day. Um and then he just said he's like and don't think that the door's closed for AEW. Yeah. He said, he's like, I don't think you're done with AEW. He's like, I think you need to make a name for yourself because when it comes to money, he's like, when it comes to money, he's like, "Uh, Tony Khan is a businessman. And he's like, if you can make him money, then the conversation, the door's always open. So that was the last time him and I spoke. Well, that's not all. That's all. After you,
0: and then I'll say my part of it. After you left the blog, vlog panel and all that happened, Mm -hmm. he told you never working again. I saw him at the arena and he goes, I don't hate Joe. Everything would have been fine if Joe didn't swear and say all those bad words. He's like, I would book Joe today. But he did this, this, and this, so people don't want to book him anymore. They hate him, right? And then we go into the real life and fake life. Really, all Joe did, and you might not think it's bad not being in the wrestling business, but being in the wrestling business, it is bad. He wore a Patriots hat, got his face on camera, measured someone's height with a tape measure. There are... So many wrestlers out there, pieces of shit, (laughs) independent professional wrestlers, and signed professional wrestlers that do way more than that, and that are still around. If you think about it, he wore a Patriots hat, mugged for the camera, measured Measured someone with a tape with the tape measure, and then went kind of crazy online calling people out because (laughs) of it. But he didn't do. That much else. So, in the real world, you'd be looking at, like, hey, uh, Joe went into work today and he got fired. Oh, shit. What was he doing? Did he steal? Did he punch someone? Nah, man. He wore a Patriots hat. Uh, he looked at the security camera and then he measured uh, his co-worker with a tape measure. You'd be like, wait, Joe got fired? I got
1: fired from a shoot job one time for wearing sunglasses. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell?
0: So... That's perspective on putting it in, right? In, in real life, it doesn't make sense, but in our profession, our sport, it makes perfect sense, okay? And I had to distance myself. Sammy had to distance himself, and then he had to go find himself on his own discovery, right? His discovery found him in the path of love and got him a little bit more mature. Granted, I have him under my thumb because all the places you work, I'm there. So you can't act stupid. For the most part, you're there. For the most part, I'm there. So you can't act stupid, and uh, you're on the path of success right now. You got all the Berwyn shows. You you got the WWE things under your belt. Uh, you're at the NWA, and uh, hopefully all that pans out for you. You're on I'm your. I'm Alonzo second at NWA. Chance. You are Alonzo at NWA. Drop
1: the first name, apparently.
0: You're, you're on. You're on the path, even though I still have to reel you in at times when it comes to that kind of stuff. So. You're on your second chance. How does that feel? Do you Um, think you're going to fuck it up again?
1: I mean, I don't think I'm going to. I didn't think I was going to fuck it up the other time.
0: Um, Do you feel you're going to go from 1.5 to 12 again? Like with? Your attitude and blah, blah, blah.
1: um, I I don't think so. Maybe not. Because, like, I feel like I'm better at not reacting in the moment. Because, no, no, seriously. No, no, for real. Because at AEW, if something happened, like. Yeah. I was ready to beat the shit out of you know who. Yeah. Uh, and like I was ready to do it and he seen it. He knew it was going to happen. Cause then he started saying, I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. Um, and then, uh, so, like, that, and then now, when someone pisses me off or something, I go to you, Rob, fuck this person, I'm yeah. about to fuck them up, blah, 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 and then you have to, like, calm down, calm yeah. down, calm down, and then I'm like, whatever, fuck it, like, it's, it is. So, like, I kind of, like, come to you, I go to Autumn, and then, like, a handful of other people, and I bitch sure. to them, and then I just, like, forget about it and let it go. All right. But in the past, I was ready to, like, slit someone's throat, like, it was, it was bad. So. So, I think I've learned to not react in the moment.
0: Excellent. Well, you're on your second chance. And here's how we're going to take this home. You ready? Yeah. We're going to take this home with a hilarious story that I'm going to let you tell. Okay. Okay? We're in Jacksonville. You are – me, you, Jake Hager are in the locker room. And I – Conor McGregor? And I – And I I yell (laughs) – And I yell, Joe (laughs) thinks he could tap out Conor McGregor. (laughs) And then – this is the Colt Cabana one, right? I'm putting all that into thing where Colt Cabana says, well, how much? Oh. <laughs> right? the, the, I want to tell the story. So Joe famously famously says he could tap out Conor McGregor.
1: 145 Conor McGregor. Oh, my God.
0: So he thinks he could tap him out. And I love calling this out in front of people that can actually fight. So I call it out. I say, Joe, hey, Jake Hager, Joe thinks he could tap out Conor McGregor. Joe gets all wide-eyed like, oh, no, and then take it away.
1: I go, I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> I said I never said that. Yeah. And I was like, "No, dude, he's 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 fucking. That's the man. That's this notorious, you know." And, then, then and Jake, Jake Hager goes, "I fucking hate Conor McGregor." I was like, "Yeah, I'll tap that motherfucker <laughs> the fuck out." <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And then we get to uh, the after party, and Colt Cabana's there. And then I what did something happened with me and Hager? Like we're just busting each other's yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. And then Colt says, like, "Like who are you?" kind of deal. And I was like,
0: "No, no." Colt says. He's got how many wins in Bellator? Like, how,
1: how many wins do you have in Bellator? I was like, I have a lot of wins in Bellator. What are you talking about? And he's like, you do? And I'm like, you, Did you do you not know my record in Bellator? And he's like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, look my shit up, bro. And I like walked
0: away. Jo- Joe's <laughs> telling that story horrible. So Joe starts talking shit about Jake Hager. And like he's busting his balls about his fighting career or whatever. And Colt is like, who, the, who are you? He's got three wins in Bellator. How many wins do you have in Bellator? Joe goes, I'm 2-0 in Bellator. <laughs> And then C- Cabana's face just goes blank. He goes, wait, what? He goes, You're 2-0 in Bellator? He's like, yeah, don't you know? Like, bro, I used to fight before this. And Joe seamlessly just goes into this giant lie about how many wins he has in Bellator. And I'm standing there going, I-, I-, I wanted to call Joe out. And it was perfect. Because Cabana believed it. You did believe it. And sometimes Cabana needs to be ribbed. And I'm just like. This is the greatest thing ever. And then the conversation <laughs> just ends. I just Comba- like, walked away. Com- Combined with his tail between his legs is like, oh, well, damn, that went the wrong way. Because <laughs> he's always trying to give people shit. He so he's just like,
1: oh, fuck, this kid might be 2-0 in Bellator.
0: Bro, I loved every second of that. So that's the go home.
1: Wait, I want to ask you one question before sure. we go home. All right. So I was thinking about this on the way here. Uh-oh. Do you think, and I, don't be a dick and just like, oh, fuck no. Do you think... That from the first day that kid you met at 16 years old, do you think that kid would have came this far so far in his career and Mm, accomplished all the shit? First day? First day. Or first year?
0: First year, yes. Really? First day, no. I realized, man, it's hard for me to remember things. I'm going to say out of order. I realized you could cut a promo when you did the Walmart one. That's when I realized he did a, a promo at Walmart on a local guy, and it was perfect. I realized he understood how to cut a promo there, you. Wrestling-wise, you were having a lot of shitty matches. Like I was just doing moves. I
1: didn't know how to do anything.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when did you have a good match? Um, my rain is foggy first year i knew you would do well that's why i sent you to mexico if i didn't think you could do well i wouldn't have sent you to mexico with ricky marvin but uh the first time i met you no you were annoying and just another one of scarpone's guys that do what he wants for him mm-hmm. right uh the walmart promo made me under know that you could cut promos and the first
1: match you saw was with pat
0: i think you were like the one i watched watched
1: yeah it was with pat
0: yeah that was a good one yeah
1: it was the same the same promo.
0: Long story short. I, yes. Yes and no. Right? When I first met you, I think you were an idiot. I saw passion cuz you wouldn't stop. Took a video of me taking a piss at a <laughs> fucking restaurant. I made you delete everything off of on the phone cuz I was mad at you. I was going to beat the hell out of you. Uh I but so you yeah, ran yeah, your car. Yeah. Um you and Vinny were were the ones I wanted to succeed. Vinny dropped off. You're still here. And then now I got a a giant pool of people I train to see what they can do, but they're not on your level yet.
1: Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be the one out of the new kids? Who do you think? Do you have a, Do you
0: have one of mine? New new kids? Yeah. Storm has promised if he could cut a promo.
1: Storm. Me and Storm have been in the same amount of
0: time. Somebody else. Um, Big Calf Joe. Big I Calf talk. Joe. Big Calf Ooh. Joe. yeah, that's a good one. I haven't heard him cut a promo though, but he. I'm sure he can. He's so new. He has good movements. Big Cap Joe is in the in the one of the training vlogs. Um, I
1: beat him up, and if you go into the other vlogs, I
0: uh, I escaped. No, and I Chico tended. could be Chico. If Chico fell into the James Ellsworth category, he'd have a job forever.
1: I think Chico could make a lot of money.
0: If Chico Chico could manage a like he connects James, like Joe, uh, James Ellsworth did manage Carmelo, Chico never would have left.
1: Chico also he's been in longer than me though. Yeah, who out of the new kids? And I don't know if I can count. G- I I can, I'll give you big big calf Big Calf
0: Joe's only a, a month in. Yeah, but you know, um, he's a I college get, athlete. I gotta ask him how his his trial went. Um, out of the new kids, you put me on the spot. I'd I'd have to Aaron release. Payne. Aaron Payne is a young Egotisco Fantasco. Like he makes all the mistakes I made as Egotisco Fantasco in the ring, and. He's less wild than I was outside the ring. He's, he's a very bit, quiet. Very quiet, a little reserved. I was wild. k on that
1: mask where he never takes that mask off.
0: He never takes that mask off. I, if he gets his head straight, gains 40, 50 pounds, good muscle, he's he's in the hunt. Also, that doesn't mean anything anymore. But I personally think he needs to gain a lot more weight.
1: Yeah, he's too tall, too skinny.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And as you. Yeah. That's why I said he's, he's a young, he's just fantastic. Yeah. He makes all the same mistakes I did in the ring, but he's doing well. Um, I can't put my thumb on it right now. Ha- that's a real question I ha- I'd have to think about. But uh, there's a few that are decent, but you never know. People make it, and you never even knew they were going to do it. So what do you want to plug before we leave? Um,
1: I don't really want to plug anything. Good. Just besides um, – yeah, man. Like, well, I- I'll –
0: well, th- I this think will come up before texas so we'll be in texas when for the fuego match yeah and i'm wrestling christianos houston Texas. you're welcome for getting your dream match yes july uh july 23rd july 23rd i'm wrestling Christian Daniels. we'll be in houston texas everyone who wants to come down to the local wrestling arena
1: houston texas
0: please do that if fuego shows up for the match he'll show up
1: um and then i i mean i think i thank you all the time but i oh, want to yeah. thank you on this yeah. uh i you were weird when i paid for the hooters bill in, uh, in Nashville, I was like, "Bro, you got me, you got me here." Yeah, yeah. But I can, I don't want to say that if it wasn't for you and Sam, because like I, I always had the mindset like, I hate to sound like Frank the Clown right now, mm.
0: I would have made it regardless. Oh, I, I would. Frank says that. I, I would, I would have gotten somehow. I hate when Frank says that bullshit.
1: Um, but like I think I always, well, there was no telling me no, like I would have figured it out some way. But like yeah. just the way the universe worked out, the way God played things out. It was you and Sam. Um, I but I, I, I just want to thank you for not giving up on me completely.
0: Giving you that second chance, baby. Give that
1: second chance. And to any kid out there, man, like I, I hear stories all the time of like this kid fucked up. This kid, he just doesn't get it. He's an idiot. Like, don't let anybody tell you that you're done. Don't let anyone tell you you'll never make it. Because like, dude, is if you see it. If you envision it in your head and you truly believe you're gonna make it, you're gonna fucking do it. Nobody can tell you. No one controls your path. Only you do. And I I thought that being friends with Sam, being with you, that was gonna get me signed. Like oh like you guys got me. But honestly, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not. It's me. Yep. And that just like if you want it, you're gonna get it. So just don't let anyone. No one controls your. Who. Oh no. Um. Pretty much a man, yeah. I'm mumbling on, but um, yeah. just kill it, man. And if you're hungry, go after it. And I feel that uh, I gain the love, and I feel like I, I don't know. I, I really, you've inspired me, Rob, with the second chance shit. Like, You still, for,
0: you still have an uphill battle to climb. I other, do, but other people need to think the same mindset that I have. But I still if don't they care, do?
1: though. I still don't care. About about other people's opinions? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, right. no, no. Other people that make the decisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they you know, need to think that.
1: I'm just saying about like just the love that I have. Like I yep. feel like I'm more motivated than ever. And that part I will credit you to because you yeah. challenge me all the time with every time like cut a promo with this, cut a promo with that. So rambling on. But yeah, man, at the end of the day, you control your future. You control the outcome of what's going to happen. So just go after it. And to any kid out there. Go after your fucking dreams, man, because you control that shit.
0: Story isn't over till you quit. All right, uh, new vlogs every Monday, uh, podcast every Friday. As long as I have a guest, workout uh, vlog. I do have to go back to the workout vlog things. Well, Planet Fitness one though. I hate Planet Fitness. All right, everyone, we will see you later. Have a great rest of your Friday or whenever you're listening to this. No, it's not sponsored. sponsored. Have sponsored. a good, have a good rest of your day. Goodbye.